You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Today is a unique day because Zach's not here and Gabe's on the board. So I'm going to go ahead and make any, any apologies right now. <laughs> if there's for any ages. blunders, <laughs> we'll throw them to Gabe. But, but I didn't well, you, my, I didn't you didn't mute yourself <laughs> in the beginning like Zach's done the past three weeks. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. How we, and Evan, our podcast, to our podcast editor, we apologize in advance. Um, anyway, today we have myself. We have Gabe. Zach's out today. He had some very important job stuff, I think, going on. Even though he's supposed to be on summer break, so he didn't the call math, me. The he math, called you. The math doesn't make sense. I know. I you know. have the summer off, or you don't have the summer <laughs> off. <laughs> make up your mind. <laughs> make up your mind. No, no, no. I'm sure they they do get texts and calls. I know my wife's been getting stuff in. Like yeah. you know, we need to need to do this right now. Like oh, well, you know, the principal says it needs to be done. It needs to be done. So, yeah. Today our guests we have Grant Powell and we have Nate Wober. That's right. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a yeah. hard one to I'm say. I'm not going to say it again. It doesn't flow very well. You guys well. are Grant and Nate from this point on. Even though we called him Jeff for the first yeah. hour that he was here. Yeah. 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 Jeff. Well, Nate, thank you whatever. for having us on. Yeah, yeah for thanks. sure. Appreciate so it. the quick backstory is uh, I met Grant through my work because his mom and I worked together-ish. And so there was this really funny conversation that we had together she found out that I had a fly fishing podcast, and then she proceeded to tell me how her son Grant was really into fly fishing and, like, shooting videos and all that stuff. So then we connected through that, and we've been texting for a couple weeks, and then we're like, let's get you guys on the show. And so uh, that's my connection to Grant. And then, Nate, you are Grant's one of his good buddies, it seems like. Yep. And then you are uh, in... You you are fishing with him when he's videoing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we just go out all the time and, and go fish. <laughs> go fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done I've done quite a few uh, solo solo videos as well, but mm-hmm. usually Nate's around. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, what's your guys' style of fishing? I know you mentioned you had earlier had kayaks. You have yeah, we run we run kayaks. We like to wade. Um, Grant has a boat too. Yes. So what do you have? I have a sixteen foot shadow Ancona shadow cast. Pulling skiff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So you go, you run that down to the coast and... Not as much as I'd like, but uh, to be honest, I live in New Braunfels, so to be honest with you, we, we hit Canyon Lake like all the time. Yeah, what do you guys, like, are you guys like bass fishing on Canyon Lake or striper fishing? Both, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whatever we can uh, get. <laughs> Whatever we can get <laughs> to buy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're still figuring the striper out, but... Yeah. Um, uh, from my understanding, it's running and gunning. Um, you got to like find the schools and chase them around, and yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, pay attention to topwater activity and, and, and birds, and yeah. But a um, lot of the time we go out there, though, it's like I mean, we don't have a fish finder either, so it's you know we're just <laughs> like boating around yeah. until we like think we see something that looks good, and then kind of hit it. Uh, yeah. Kind of go that route. 
That's cool. Have you guys caught some stripers? I have, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's by no means consistent, but I've mm-hmm. pulled a few in. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. part half the fun just figuring it out and taking yeah. your boat oh, out. Absolutely, and like, yeah. Learning trying to the learn lake. And, I think for yeah. striper fishing, though, a fish finder will be uh, yeah. very helpful because yeah, yeah. yeah. you can see where the you can maybe find a school of fish, you know, around you and oh, I, yeah, if they're not on the surface, yeah, it's it's in the plans for sure. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. money landing, we'll, we'll landing, it's we'll money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When the YouTube blows up, yeah, you know, right, yeah, exactly. You got the money, just, you know, you just have a cash register you can yeah. open and what just you, pull as yeah. much money. What do you out. mean you don't have a thirty-five hundred dollars fish yeah. finder? Yeah. But all the cool kids have one. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Gabe, what are we drinking today? We are drinking. I don't know the name of it, but I did have a Hendrix Midsummer Solstice. Uh, gin, which is a limited release. This is actually from like two, almost three years ago. And people can't buy it, so we're nope. drinking stuff that people can't find. Nope, which is extremely helpful. It, you're right. Well, and we're already probably doing that a lot anyway. It is. It is in, compared to the other gins that are like super like botanical, you know, really really heavy on that stuff. This midsummer is fantastic, and I actually have like two other bottles at the house because I knew they were not going to make this, and I went with it. Now every year Hendrix does a special release. They had. Um, I forgot last year's, I think it was like Orbitz or something like that. Um, and then they have a, a couple of other ones. But again, each each year is something different. Last year's, I think it was like heavy on the cucumber. And you could taste it and it worked really well with something that was really f- like lime, uh, citrusy. But this one to me has more like orange, lemon, and some lime in it by itself. But we are mixing today because it's summer of mixing. Summer of mixing. And we've got a Q sparkling grapefruit uh, drink, which is as like a what would you say? It was like a, a sweet, bubbly kind of like kind of drink, grapefruity. Yeah, but it's sweet. Yeah. It's not like your other like water uh, water seltzers and stuff yeah. like that. It, there's some sweetness to it. So half, uh, I think I put like a ounce and a half of our Hendrix and filled it all the way up with our sparkling grapefruit with ice in a small cup. I think it's good. What it's do you guys fantastic. think? It really pops. It's really good. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could drink this all day. Probably. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Now, do you guys like gins by themselves, or have you had gins by itself? I usually am doing more of like a gin and tonic with the lime type of deal, but um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to. It. You used to have a big grapefruit tree in the back of the house, but the the winter killed it. We had to cut it down, which is apocalypse, dude. We would get we easily get like fifty pounds of grapefruits the size of softballs. Oh, it, oh it was amazing. Gosh. They were so good and everything. And when we bought the house, we didn't know what it was. We knew it was a citrus tree, but it took two years before we actually started seeing stuff. And then it was like, holy crap, what are we going to do with all this damn citrus? <laughs> like, I feel like I got to, like, bag it and sell it on the side yeah. of the road. Go to the Zalzamora, Zalzamora, right? Yeah, yeah. go to the Pulga and sell it uh, with everybody else. But uh, we, I would take that. I would, um, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, not need it. Muddle it. it. Model. Muddle. Muddle. Muddle it. Thank you very much. This, this Hendrix is already hitting. <laughs> Uh, muddle it with Topo Chico and the Hendrix, and for summer drink was fantastic. Was fantastic, but uh, was at the was at the specs. Try to figure out what would be a good thing to mix. Someone has suggested this on the internet. It it's is a little higher good. class too than our drink last week. Well, <laughs> a little fancy. What was our drink last week? Uh, Dew and brews, Mountain Dew and Bush Light. <laughs> yeah, and why nothing, was that? Nothing says America like uh, 
like Mountain Dew and Bush Light. And that's because we had who on? We had uh, Drama Lupe, Mr. Drama Lupe. Mr. Drama Lupe. And if you have not heard that episode, please take the time. Banger of an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, listened yeah, to, listen to it today before we came here. So Yeah. Now, uh, you guys, I mean, it sounds like you know who that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Love, love his page. It's so mm-hmm. funny. I'm still, I'm still kind of like weird, not weirded out, but like shocked that we've got Mr. Drama Lupe on to talk about his Instagram, the page, his thoughts, uh, and everything else. It was it was a pretty cool. But you guys are here and excited <laughs> to have yeah, you on. Yeah. So thanks for driving. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that was our that's our Hendrix. I'm pretty. I'm I'm a fan. I'm, I would make yeah. this again. I'm not, I'm not a, a huge, gin person yeah. at all. Like I just don't drink gin yeah. ever. Um, more tequila kind of guy. But I I could slam a few of these. The yeah. regular Hendrix is just. Man, that botanical just slaps you in the was, face, and this so one has a little bit more. You citrus. said this was like three years old. Was this like released in conjunction with the movie Midsummer? No, but like part but, of like the, but it could the be. flowery, like you know, that was a wild movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was a wild. That movie, was a wild movie. Yeah, it is. No, from <laughs> what I, I don't, I don't. Because it's it about was. the same timeline. Because that movie came out like two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. it was. Now you're making me nervous. Like, <laughs> spelt the same or what? Yeah, yeah. spelt the same way. No, no, because that one was with a S O, right? Oh, S O, yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, this is a proper midsummer. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, movies, I saw me and Zach watch Nope last night. You know, for Which, someone who's as scared of UFOs that Zach is, <laughs> I wonder, did he sleep good l- l- that night? I don't want to say anything because if I say anything, it's going to spoil it. And so you guys just have to watch it. We'll talk about it on the movie review podcast. After I see you're going to make After you see it. After you see it, yeah. But I don't like aliens either. Okay, then you can just hang out with us and we can tell you what happened. <sighs> Fine, I'll go see it. It's definitely <laughs> like uh It's like a it's not what you expect. It's not what you it's not what you it's not what you would expect. He was drunk, and they just woke up, and that's the end of the movie. No, but <laughs> good guess. Um, uh, Grant, you are a brewer. Yes, sir. Talk yep. to us about that. Oh, man. Well, golly, what do you want to know? Maybe. How'd you get started? <laughs> yeah, how, did yeah. it how, was, how did that fall in your yeah. lap? Um, well, uh, I started home brewing. When I turned 21 in, in college, and I just... When you turned 21? Yeah, no, I, w- I actually was. It was okay. right when I turned 21. Not that I would have started earlier or whatever. That's just when I caught the interest, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so essentially, I just kind of apprenticed my way through a few jobs. I worked for free at a little place called Root Cellar in San Marcos. They had a little microbrewery at the basement, and um, um, then from there, I got a more legitimate brewing job where I was actually getting paid. You worked for free at Root Cellar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And you were just... Well, this I mean, is I got you, beer. <laughs> this, is what you, this is what you wanted to do, so you were, like, willing to put in the time yeah. for free because you wanted mm. to be a brewer. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Wanted to learn the process and learn the right thing, right way to do everything, so... Um, and then just kind of kept working up from there and kind of a, an apprenticeship role. Essentially, I mean, you can go to school for it, but there's either two paths, either school or just kind of apprentice through it. Are you still an apprentice? Or are you like the man? No, man? no. Now at this point, I kind of you're the uh, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I do have another guy that's um, that's been there for a while. He's a an older gentleman that mm-hmm. his name's Ray, and he's been there for golly, like twelve years now. But at this point, 
I'm pretty much doing most of the. So you get to pass on the crappy jobs to the other guys now. You yeah, know, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, you get to lead the next generation. <laughs> yeah. uh, new Do you have an apprentice now? I don't really need one at this point. We're not quite busy enough, and I mean, I I can kind of handle. Uh, what I need to do at this point until we maybe get some distribution in San Antonio and and Houston and start spreading out a little bit more. I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable handling what what I do now. So yeah. Now in doing uh, that and tasting everything, have you found a specific you know type of beer that you really have become accustomed to, or um, have there been other ones that surprised how well you liked it that you didn't think you were? Like whether it be like IPAs or you know anything else, waters. Uh, I think it goes through phases. Um, as I've done this longer and longer, my palate seems to be getting more and more boring. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like all I really seem to want to drink now is just uh, German lagers, just good clean German lagers, well made lagers. Um, you know, I think everybody at one point goes through an IPA phase, and not me. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, not a fan. I'll, yeah. I'll have one, like maybe with like hot wings or something. Yeah. Or if someone's buying and saying, you know, I'll, I'll try it, but yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. When I'm in the hard. mood for beer, my go tos are sours. Okay. And I like pale ales. Okay. Yeah. 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 I used to be with uh, New Braunfels Brewing Company, and we did almost exclusively sours. So oh, really? Got some uh, experience kind of dealing with that. Do y'all do too. any sours with, who are you with now? No, I'm with Faust Brewing Company now. Faust, and okay. we do not do any mixed culture, any kind of sours. And uh, It's pretty much just traditional styles. We try to do traditional styles really well made. So, And are y'all distributing anywhere or is it? Is yes, it, just in Comal County though. So okay. the way it works with distribution is it's by county. So we're in Comal. That's, we signed uh, Tri-City for Comal County. So we're at all the major HEBs and most of the restaurants and bars and cool and uh, so y'all mix around. up your brews too, like always coming out with new releases or um, yeah. So uh, COVID shut our tap room down, and we are in the process of getting that back open, and we're going to build out a restaurant at our production facility. Okay. So when that opens up, we'll more than likely um, start doing some more small batches. And how and many people will your will will it hold the tap room? Um, I th- want to say it was like. 120 or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, Ironfly. Ironfly. Yeah. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. We're gonna <laughs> talk. We're gonna talk later. If it's anything fly fishing related, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're drive. we're gonna talk because okay. we've been we've been trying to plan this Ironfly for a while now. We hit a couple walls and then we kind of got busy and then now we're like ready to hit it again as a fundraiser for real recovery. Okay. Um. Do like an iron fly event, like a fly tying competition. Oh, absolutely! Oh, and we wanted to do it like a distillery or a brewery. Bring yes. it on! So, yeah. but people if you guys eat, people can buy, you know, yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah, so let's we'll 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 talk. Absolutely. And you guys are in New Braunfels, so it's like perfect. It's oh, like yeah. between San Antonio and Austin. Mm-hmm. So awesome! Sounds yeah. good. Ooh. I'm excited. Now we're talking. Have you done? Have you guys done any um, like barrel aged uh, beers yet? Like within? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's primarily what we did when I was doing the farmhouse style beers at New Braunfels Brewing Company. And uh, since I've been with Faust, we've only done like one or two. And I think we did uh, an imperial stout aged in uh, Four Roses whiskey barrel. Yeah. And pretty simple, just kind of whiskey barrel aged stouts. Mm-hmm. But, um, do you like those as much? Or do you think it's just kind of a phase or kind of like a little, little bit of a, of a I don't know, not, not necessarily a niche, but like, you know, something that, 
everyone's doing nowadays. Yeah, you know, no, with the I mean, push. I really enjoy if you do it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I really, really enjoy them, but it seems like I can really only drink about. I don't know, four or five a year. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, always pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you know, 10 plus percent alcohol. Yeah. You know, they're usually black as oil. Right. You only really want to drink them during the winter. When, right, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, deal, when it's, so. If we get under 40 degrees, I'm like, okay, I'll pop something yeah, over. Exactly. Some yeah. Or something. yeah. But when you do choose to, I mean, it's always fantastic. I really enjoy it. But. Yeah, I'm slowly getting into them. There's, I forget the name of the brand. It comes out. They do a special release every Christmas. Um, they're a little bit pricey out there, like almost like fifteen or sixteen dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But they do it in different. There's like four or five that they release every every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Prairie makes really good. Really Prairie good and uh, uh, um, Firestone Walker. Firestone also, Walker. Okay. They do some good really good stuff. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what the brand yeah. is, but I know people stand in line during you know Black Friday at Specs and stuff mm-hmm. to get those. But mm-hmm. there's only been like a handful that I've really liked. I think there was one they did a, a Weller Twelve uh, batch um, that was actually pretty tasty. I forget the name it's of it. It's like an Irish brand, isn't it? Ah, I can't remember. Is it Dublin? Dublin's? No, Dublin's no, it's not. Um, uh, no, no. But I just know again. It's they're, they're they're every Christmas. It is everywhere, and people are are looking for those. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Marcus over at uh, <clears throat> Weathered Souls, yeah. he's got a pretty big barrel kind of uh, program going on over there. I know yeah, I know he's yeah. a I, he's a big uh, uh, whiskey drinker as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had yeah. one or two conversations uh, yeah, yeah. privately yep. on, on some stuff with him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, cool guy. Yep. Gabe, you went and fished this weekend. Yeah, I went out, uh, hung out with the in-laws there in Seguin and then figured, well, if there's going to be water, it's probably going to be at, at Landa. So drove over to Landa and, and hung out out there. It Water's still nice. Water levels are nice. Are we hot spotting now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I noticed that on the last episode, Evan normally bleeps the spots if we. Let it's him fine. Play. I mean, I think that's a it's a cool spot. It's because it's not an easy spot to fish. Yeah. It yeah. is not easy at all to fish. And if the spots everybody already knows about, anyways, is it really even hot spotting at that point? It's not I a mean, big place. I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking I mean, about like three hundred yards of of <laughs> river that you're either on one side or the other. And you can see where all the fish are congregating anyway. Yeah. I heard the Foul Street Bridge, uh, the Drama Lupe guy was mentioning that yeah. too. Dude. I live right up the street, so that's oh, kind of yeah. my main, you know, after work. You can just whatever, like run over pop there. Pop right down. Yeah. Yeah. Catch a couple of fish, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did well. Got a couple of bass, smaller bass. Um, got got a couple of, um, you know, different bluegills and stuff that are hanging out there. It's a, I, I like fishing that stretch because it is so tough to fish. It's not easy at all. And if you can, I feel like you can catch fish there. Cat, you can go anywhere and catch fish. So there was some new flies I wanted to goof off with, and and see how they you know moved in the, in some current because there's no other place to, to fish with current. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I was. Were you Euro nymphing? I took the six weight and the Euro nymph rod. There was some other Euro nymph flies. Like I said, I was goofing off with that I wanted to check out. Did you catch a catfish? There were no catfishes to be caught. Mm. Is that like a thing? You always catch catfish. Yeah. It's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a thing. It's just, I'm I've done that the last like three times we've gone out. <laughs> it's a it's joke that we say with the with the Euronymph rod because no joke. Like, well, every time I've been out with you, dude, you catch a catfish and we go to real recovery. Yeah, and you have those guys fishing Euronymph thing. They catch a catfish because we're and they're like, "What are you putting me on catfish for?" I am three for three on those Guadalupe slams <laughs> 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 on the real recovery trips. Um, yeah, with with that, you know, put them on the board. Usually throwing stuff first to get on the board and 
last two times the first fish has been a nice catfish. And I'm like, okay, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't turn around. Let's get this fish off yeah. right now. Because it's a thing that's beginning to stick now. Like, Gabe's the catfish guy. <laughs> yeah. but, but You're going to have the local club calling you up. Hey, Gabe, will you come give we'll a go, catfish we'll presentation? 20-plus fish, nice bass, bluegill, all this stuff. But because I caught one nice catfish, <laughs> it sticks. <laughs> Edible catfish. <laughs> like, not my fault. These things love those, those stupid... Uh, uh, jig type flies but i mean that's what that's what works i think the only thing that's tough right now is on that stretch that longer stretch from i guess that that main inlet to to the other side so what, what would that stretch be called just like the river walk or is there is there a name to it yeah because you're not really even supposed to be fishing the actual lake right you you can but you can't get in the water okay gotcha. right because it's there's environmentally sensitive or whatever well they're on the far far side by the gazebo okay but the water's moving too quick Oh, okay, yeah. You know, where it's where it's deep, and so you can't you can't really go that far down. Now I know they have that kids' little swim area uh, where it's only like a foot deep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a sign that says you can't walk past that other entrance to go further down. Not that I would want to, because you can already see it from standing on either bank on, on that side. Yeah, right. But that's a that's a feeder, isn't it? That that where those kids are playing, that that feeds out into that stretch, and then it goes by the train. Yeah, that yeah. So from the train, that bridge to the other bridge, the little walkway bridge, that's the stretches that I'm, you know, kind of testing out some flies and working yeah, yeah. on both banks because you can see a lot of those bass. The downside though is those bass are deep, and getting something that's heavy to get down quick, they have those rocky. Yeah, deals Co- yeah. covered by fencing. Covered by yeah, fencing, yep. right? And uh-huh. I don't know what that's all about. Probably for some erosion thing or whatever. But if your fly's too heavy, you're gonna get, get caught, caught and yep. forget it. That that fly is gone. Yep. Yeah, you know. So you you it's it's a hard part because you don't want the fish to see you, but you also need to see your fly so it doesn't get it doesn't get as far. I mean, you really like you're getting it within three inches of the bottom, and even then, it's. It kind of goes ups and downs. I yeah. mean, there's there's a bigger section uh, with more stacks, and then all of a sudden it gets deeper, and then it gets shallower again. It, it's technical, really technical, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, there was like a literally a 15 minute stretch where I got locked up four times. Like I tied a new <laughs> one. It took, me, it took me longer to <laughs> tie on to just lose it again to do it. But yeah. the grass is thick in there too. In the, the middle, the grass is yeah. thick. Um, so. But at least the I noticed the last time, probably about two months ago, I was out there. The grass, the water level was just above the grass. And now the water level is at least six inches above the grass. So you can have shots with a, a um, lighter fly that's not going to sink very hard to be able to see bass that come up. Because there's some that hang out in the middle yeah. and come up or they yeah. go in and out of the grass. There's tilapia out there that are moving around, and mm-hmm. there's some big size uh, Rio Grande cichlids. So it was a fun day. I mean, I just wanted to get out, wanted to goof off and, and try some stuff, so it wasn't a waste. And went back to Seguin. I tried to stop at, at uh, Burnt Bean, but the line was still out the door at like 2 o'clock. So yep. yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so hit up Rosie's Pizza. Fantastic dollar, or fi- five buck. Five fifty for a one topping pizza. Sounds like Little Caesars, man. Dude, it's yeah. better than Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we used to we used to eat all that stuff there in college. You know, yeah. it was, it had boxes stacked to the ceiling. So yeah, hit that up and um, yeah, went home and, and then Sunday we had we recorded we a podcast. Re- we'll recorded. talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, I uh, gave a presentation at Alamo Fly Fishers. Oh, thanks for the invite. You didn't tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's kind of <laughs> busy. 
There was a ton of people there. It was actually really good. A lot of people there. And it was one of the, uh, as far as like audience participation was high. Really? And that makes it easier to give a presentation as opposed to the, them being zonked out and like half asleep. So you gave your Tinkara, your Kintara, uh, Kin- Tinkara <laughs> presentation? What? I, <laughs> I wouldn't even show my face. <laughs> no, I talked about the Smith River. I had all kinds of videos and yeah. stuff like that. It was It was cool. Good. Um, I need to go to a meeting. I haven't been in a meeting in a while. Yeah, they had they had a great turnout. Some That's new good. people, so it was good. So <laughs> let's do a let's do my article. Yeah. Speaking of the Smith River and my presentation, we have a conservation article. C four. C four. Oh, I framed animals before. I framed a raccoon for opening a Christmas present, and I framed a bear for eating out of the garbage. So, a uh, conservation success story. I'm pretty sure Jim sent this to us. You guys remember Jim Aylesworth? A Ep- uh, couple... Uh, Probably about 10 episodes, if not 7 episodes seven, ago. Yeah. Awesome, full of energy. He Jim. sent in the audio Love recording that we played last week. On the uh, oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Jim sent me this article. Um, and because I went down to Smith last year, and yeah. I'm going again next year. And uh, you guys have seen, probably seen the sticker, Save the Smith, with the, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the red circle. Um, the Smith, like Pebble Mine, has been facing, you know, potential mining issues. And there's been some big fights there. But uh, a Montana district court rejects proposed copper mine. And it's a huge victory for the Smith River. Um, Judge Cathan Bidgeray. I think. Close enough. You guys don't know. You're not reading it. <laughs> uh, finds that the DEQ's, Montana's Department of Environmental Quality, decision to permit the Black Butte copper mine was arbitrary, capricious, and unlawful. The proposed mine would have generated millions of toxic mine waste and discharged nitrogen-laden wastewater into a tributary of the Smith River, Sheep Creek. Most trout anglers and river rats alike fantasize over the Chance to secure a permit and float down the Smith River through absolutely breathtaking canyons and pristine trout waters. Um, Montanas have overwhelmingly stood firmly in opposition to this mine. For them, the natural beauty of the Smith River and its recreational opportunities are far more valuable than threatened by the profits of a foreign-owned mine. Basically, what happened... um, the judge found the DEQ had failed to conduct proper analysis and violated key policies under Montana laws. For example, the DEQ did not analyze how much nitrogen and wastewater discharge would be in Sheep Creek and how it could worsen devastating algae blooms that rob trout and other aquatic life of oxygen habitat. Um, so that's pretty much what the judge said is that um, basically the science isn't there. Like they didn't do enough to show that a mine could, the river could support a mine or we're withholding information. I don't know the exact details of other than what I read to you guys. It's a pretty short article. And I don't know either because I know with Pebble Mine, uh, a win is the battle, not the war, right? So you get Pebble Mine wins. Mm -hmm. But the opponent has a counterplay that they can do and then there's a loss, right? And there's this back and forth. And so you get like really exciting news. And you want to battle. But I wonder for this, and it just take a little bit more research on my side, 
is this winning the war or is this winning the battle? Because to me, a judge striking it down seems like there could be an appeal. It could go to a higher court. You know, there's probably recourse. It's a bit more backstory yeah. to it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a win, winning a battle is winning a battle, and that's a success. So Good. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I, as someone that's been down the Smith, it is the most beautiful place I've ever been. And uh, 100%, it's uh, worth protecting. Yeah. So that is that. All right, guys, let's talk to you, to y'all. So let's start, Grant and Nate. How did you guys get started in fly fishing? When did y'all get started? And you both said uh, you're 32. Yes. Right. Just to give everybody a timeline. Um, so I actually started like two years ago, uh, probably like where I'm consistently fishing like all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I've rock climbed for the, like the last like six years. So I like love being outside, being by the river, like a lot of the cliffs are by the rivers and stuff. Um, and then I just have a few friends that have been into it for quite some time now. And so I just, they you know, took me out a few times and one of my other buddies, he gave me a fly rod and he just gave me one of his old ones. And, uh, yeah, I just, just got, just like <laughs> yeah, loved just, it. Yeah. Like, this is, it was so fun to be outside and just fishing and, uh, and like I never fished really growing up either. So like, this is all a very like new realm to me and relatively. Okay. Um, but another huge aspect for me that I really liked was, uh, fly tying. I, um, oh, so you're a big fly tire. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. As much as I can now, um, I'm Nate, Nate's an artist too. So I think that that kind of like yeah. came pretty natural to him. He's, yeah. he was pretty talented pretty quick. Uh, yeah. So I do like my, I, I'm a graphic designer. So, okay. um, awesome. that's, that's, it just kind of went hand in hand. So that was like a huge part of it. So when I'm not fishing now, like I usually like tying flies or, you know, painting a picture or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, do you still climb? Yeah, yeah, climb yeah. all the time. Uh, well, actually, not as much. I just had a baby like three months ago, so congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's taken a little bit of time away from that. I met a guy stuff, today actually <coughs> who uh, his baby was due in two days. Met him for the first time. Yeah. And uh, and well, you know, he introduced himself. Oh, my name's Landon. He's like, oh, that's what I'm about to name my kid. Cool. No. And I was like, well, cool. You have my permission to name <laughs> yeah. your child. Yeah. Yes. You, are exactly. now, yeah. Yeah. you are now allowed. Yeah. 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 Is it mine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it, well, congrats it, on the kiddo. Yeah, I'm thanks. sure and that uh, you're busy, though. Yeah, busy. Um, but it's awesome because, you know, I work from home. So, And yeah. then when I don't, when I'm not working, I can just hang out with him, play with him. When he sleeps, I tie a fly up. Yeah. It's It's been a good, like, yeah. little situation. My wife is, like, pretty awesome. Uh, and she wives generally are. She has allowed me to go out as much as yeah, I can. She lets right me now sneak too. them out every once yeah. in a while. And, yeah. Chris, I was like, "Yo, dude, what's up?" That's <laughs> <laughs> when we take her to a nice dinner yeah. a Friday yeah. night yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. And butter up, yeah, and then exactly. after dessert, and say, no, "You hey, take, you take kid. Oh, you want to go out on Saturday and do whatever you want? I'll watch the kid. And then yeah, I want to go out on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she has been very generous about like me getting out recently and. Uh, so it's been. Do you find that journey. you getting out and doing the things that you like makes you a better parent and husband? Oh, definitely. I mean, and it definitely will. Like a uh, little bit later down the line, whenever he's more aware of what's going on, and we he sees you know me going out and doing like fun things, and makes him want to be outside. Hopefully, yeah. You know, that's the ultimate goal is to raise raise the kid that 
that really enjoys nature and um, hopefully like conservation efforts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, what kind of graphic design do you do? Do you have like a style, or do you just um, like take take job? Do you work for some a company, or do you? I do work for a company. Okay. I work for a company called Bayou City Hemp. They're out of okay. Houston, so it's like a cannabis company. So we make like THC products and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do a lot of freelance, uh, and this is actually a new job that I recently just got. But I do I do a lot of freelance. I do a lot of beer labels. Actually, I do stuff for like Middleton Brewing, um, cool. Bra- Brazos Valley Brewing. I just started doing stuff for them about a year ago. Um, do you happen to bring any samples? <laughs> I forgot. Man, <laughs> I did. The brewery. I no, 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 no. I brewery samples. The THC stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those samples. Just for those recreation. Samples. We can talk later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do, and I've you know I've done uh, some stuff for Real Fly over in Canyon Lake. Did a few yeah. like sticker graphics. Nice. And, uh, some other shirt graphics for them. Um, so I'd like to get into the more like fly fishing stuff too. Cause I, I also do stuff for, um, Crux Climbing Center. It's in Austin. Yeah. Like climbing gym. So I like to get into my hobbies for, for the graphic designs. It makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. So for he's done sure. some stuff for real fly. Did you say that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a second I was ago. thinking about <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, being able to do like, um, graphics for my hobbies is like it's the best best situation i can uh yeah find so for yeah. sure you're working for a cannabis company it's it's great i'm just kidding got those perks nate so what's your you've been fly fishing for two years what's your most memorable fish or experience you've had since you started fly fishing um Probably the first time I caught a carp because we were going after him for so long. Uh, <laughs> Grant more than me, actually. <laughs> Grant longer than he can tell you about that. But uh, yeah, um, just catch because you know a lot of our friends like they're like you're not a fisherman until you catch the carp. That's like how some of our friends say, it, or one of our friends in yeah. particular. Yeah. Put him on blast. Who yeah. is it? <laughs> Mason. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always he's always giving me crap about it, saying, you know, like, you haven't catch a real fish until you catch a carp, you know. Um so that was definitely a, a good time. Grant was there. Um yeah. and it was it, it, it they're just such a fun fish to catch because the, like it's almost like a hunting aspect, yeah. you know. And it is it was so hard to catch one at the beginning in the first, you know. It Oh yeah, They're spooking them yeah. left and right, like throwing the throwing my fly like right on top of them and cussing them out because yeah. you're like oh, yeah. it's there, you're in the right place. Oh, What's yeah. wrong with you? Why so, are you yeah. eating this? Yeah, yeah. So that was that's definitely the most like memorable, and it's kind of funny that y'all had uh, the drama Lupe guy on because like when I really started getting into it was uh, when like trout season for the Guadalupe, and I thought it was like I just I I didn't know that like. I didn't really realize how much like the stalking aspect was such a big like people like hate on it all the time, and I had no idea. So like uh, that when I saw that page, you know, it just kind of you can learn fly fishing culture like real quick by following a mean page. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's oh, yeah. that was like. It's, and if you understand the culture, like everyone takes part in the stalking, everyone goes and fishes for them. But if you understand the culture, you're like, yeah, yeah it, it makes it easier. Yeah, and I, yeah. I had no idea, and so I, you know, I was like. 
and no idea that the stalkers was a thing, you know, like <laughs> pellet pellet eaters or whatever. Pellet heads. Pellet, pellet pigs, heads, right? Yeah, yeah, pellet pellet pigs. Because yeah. in, in your head, yeah. it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm fishing. This is, yeah, I'm yeah. trying this new this new thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe it, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But I'm going out and catching trout. I'm excited. You don't need all this, like, hey, nasty thoughts and yeah. noodling around in your head about them being stalkers. And Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. I have had a great time doing it, and I learned a ton um, in the process, too. So, um yeah, it's and you know I love fishing for bass too now, and that's probably that and carp are probably my two favorite. And uh, I I've gone down to the coast once to fish for redfish and uh, caught a couple, and that was an amazing experience. And we're going again this weekend, so nice. Yeah. So Grant, how did you get started? Well, uh, I've actually been fly fishing for uh, quite a while now, but I think. I think this is not that uncommon for a lot of people where they look at fly fishing as like, you can really only do this in Colorado in the mountains for trout. And like Mm -hmm. some of that mindset, I think I had a little bit where it just, I don't know, I wasn't exposed to fly fishing saltwater and, you know, a lot of the carp and bass stuff that you see. And so I was kind of narrow minded about it and. You're talking to two guys who worked in the industry who got that question a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you fly fish in Texas? Why is exactly. There, why, exactly. Is there, why is there a fly shop in San Antonio? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you could only fly fish up in Colorado. Exactly, yeah. See, that, if yeah. you're lucky, you're like, I got a lot of, where's the bathroom at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why am so, I working here? Yeah. yeah. So it's that whole thing. You know, I'd go a couple times a year, catch a couple trout, and call it a day, you know? And it wasn't up until a couple of years ago, and kind of right when he was really getting heavy into it um i was like well dude i fly fish a lot and then we just went deep you know we're yeah y'all were mentioning you know with with zach harris a couple podcasts ago how you know i feel like he was kind of like well you know i've already kind of been there done that like how many more of these you know you catch your millionth bluegill or whatever we are very much still in that like honeymoon phase where i mean it's been a couple years but we're still in it i mean we're just still ate up Having a great time. Well, and there's, like, different personalities of people, too. Like, uh, William Townsend down the coast, who I fish with a lot. He was a guide down there. He, like, lives for redfish. Like, for his whole guiding career, pretty much, he has fished for redfish. And I'm just, like, I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't ever just live for one fish. I have total respect for those guys because they will – they are experts at their craft, right? Whether it's like steelhead or whatever fish it is that they're like dedicate their life to, that's awesome. That's just not me. So I feel like some people are wired like, this is my fish, like professional bass fishermen. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, they yeah. are yeah. like wired to like, I bass fish. That is what I do. I'm a bass fisherman. I That's just not me. I don't know where you guys slide onto that. I But I, I don't think I could ever be like a single fish not to say that i wouldn't fish for something else but like primarily i'm like so much about variety and mixing it up and like i want a trout fish i want a bass fish i want a carp fish i want a red fish i want to it built and especially being where where we are at you have that calendar of oh it's white bass season oh Mm. it's trout season oh i need to be on the coast because this is a time to be on the coast Mm -hmm. yeah like white bass like white bass i'm pumped for it it comes around every year I go out a couple times and I'm like, I'm ready to move on right, to the next right, day. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> yeah. What's right. next? Yeah. And and in getting into this, like I had, it just so happened they had they had an opening at the shop. I had just graduated college. 
I'm like, I need something to kill my time. Wasn't married, didn't have a kid yet. Hey, they got a couple hours that I can get. I can leave work, get there at 5.30, and then, you know, work three hours, do that a couple of times a week, uh-huh. and read the magazines, watch the movies, then, yeah, you know, learn it. And fully I, dude, immersed. Man, I fully immersed in it. Yeah. And, dude, reading everything, had to get every copy of the Drake, had to get every copy of Southwest Fly Fish, you know, yeah. reading it, the, watched all the Troutman movies. And, and I came in right before YouTube and Instagram. So those things weren't, weren't, the thing, you know, it was just like fly fishing forums and, and then guys that would come in the shop and talk about it and, you know, flip through their phones and look what I caught, this and that. Okay, great, thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, size 16 pair of Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, cool, yeah. Yeah, you know, and y- y- you got that a lot. But I fell in love with it, and I think because I was working so much and I didn't get to go as, as much fishing, I fell in love with the tying aspect and was hardcore into the flying t- the fly tying aspect for five or six years. And then, you know, just like Zach was talking about, just tapering off, like, okay, I did that. Um, I'm, you know, you, you're going to grow out of this and, and do other things, but then you're going to have things that kind of pull you back in. And I feel like I've fished more in the last three months than I had fished in the last five years easily. And it was just, you know, joining y'all with this, getting asked a lot more, like, hey, can you take neighbors wanting to go and learn this? Uh, yeah, no problem. Let's go. You know, and I, and the real recovery, of course, and the casting for recovery stuff. So, you know, going out there, I feel like I'm catching all these fish, and I, I don't even care to bring my phone out to take a picture. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, did it. Or, or going out with a buddy who's like, why aren't you fishing? I'm like, dude, it's all good. Like, I'm enjoying you watching your face Catching your first carp or catching yeah, your yeah, first yeah. bass on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's just as, as much fun as it is for me right now, um, just to be able to, to sit back and take it all in. But, man, I, I dude, everything. Like, Landon and I had been talking because he cleaned up his, his office. You saw, you saw the office. It's, that was dude, very nice. sweet, right? With all, <laughs> it's got all the stuff. I need to do a video. I, so, you me do. and Gabe, it's nice. me yeah. and Gabe were talking. We're going to start doing, uh, I think we're going to start doing some, like, Bug Station YouTube videos where we just, like, this is someone's fly tying setup, and just like do a video on it. Like, this is how this person. So, Gabe oh, yeah, set like, one like up. cribs or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. fly like tying oh, yeah. dude, <laughs> yes. yes. There's the title. Yeah. So, fly yeah. tires, cribs. Fly, t- fly tires, cribs. So yeah. you saw his pegboard, right? And I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't really want to do a pegboard. Maybe I should do a pegboard. And I was like, I was at IKEA. The wife needed something, and they have like a special, you know, IKEA pegboard. I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to get that because <laughs> yeah, that looks yeah. cheap. Yeah. No, it was not. <laughs> a pegboard's like 30 bucks. I think I'm already at 200 because you have to buy the stupid little peg things that go in, and they have like five different things on it. Oh, yeah. And I have way too much fly tying material. You don't. I knew I had boxes. I got like 12 Plano boxes of the one compartment stacked with stuff. Until I started putting it on, the wall, I was like, "Holy crap! I have I have way too much stuff." Yeah, you know, I could start. I could. I should just open a shop and be like, "Hey, just I'm gonna open." You know, from from one to one to two. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah, it's so much crap. So Grant, that's been fun. Grant, do you tie flies? I do. I do. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, I've got kind of a. I usually focus right now. I'm focusing on just really lunch and brunch monies. I do some micro game changers and and then. Uh, you know, some of the other standards and stuff, but the those are the two newest, more complicated ones that I've been working on. Nice. So you got started a couple of years ago, basically at the same, like really into it. Yeah, fully immersed into yeah. it's the same. And the same then, time. like you guys have been hitting it hard for basically two years. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. About that. yeah. Yeah, like basically COVID timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we developed a relationship. Oh, nice, cool. Sorry, show, showing uh, off my <laughs> my pegboard so far. We're still we're still needing. Oh man, it makes still not done. My my little box <laughs> puts it to shame. Oh, I know. Big time. <laughs> uh, we developed a relationship with a landowner on the Guadalupe in like one of the most prime time sections of the river. So we really lucked out, and we kind of. We got to really figure those trout out and the te- nymphing techniques and learning how to catch them together, which was really nice and helpful because that'll translate. Yeah. You know, I mean, I translated when I went up to uh, Bogosta Springs in Colorado, yep. caught a bunch yeah. of trout, that kind of thing. Yeah, you well, can nymph here, you can nymph anywhere. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it can be difficult here, like way more difficult nymphing than it is in other areas. Oh, I believe. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. When we first started, I mean, we had pretty much no idea what we were doing or at least I didn't he maybe you had a better idea but we were just like I just had some flies that I picked up at the shop and like I would just throw a woolly bugger on and we'd go out like three or four times before I'd even catch a fish and finally when we did catch one it was like mm-hmm. sickest thing ever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was a, I don't know. It's, it's cool to have error, that in you your know? backyard to be able oh, to yeah. like learn oh, yeah. that. Where yeah. where someone like me, I got to drive you know forty five minutes early in the morning. I'm gonna do that maybe two or three times a season. And be like I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So to be able to hone those skills in, and on top of that, have you know a, a trout season to k- kind of go longer. It truly is a cool blessing. Learn, yeah. yeah, it is quite a blessing. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I was gonna say I brought some of those like techniques up to Maine on okay. my honeymoon, like just some of the stuff that we learned over this over the past season and I caught like tons of trout there and it was how many was ticks awesome. did you catch ticks ticks yeah None. no nothing no like ticks. a steer tick like, like the bugs oh no yeah no I heard huh. Maine is I was like, like tick central I've heard I've heard people like going yeah I've heard people go to Maine and they're like oh I had to pull 20 ticks off me every time I got out of the got out of the truck yeah forget it like mosquitoes here yeah but ticks really yeah no i didn't have any not a single tick no it was in august when we went last year have you checked everywhere since you got back (laughs) there might be one growing somewhere can you still eat eat steak you're not you're not allergic to steak anymore okay good um grant what's your like most memorable fishing experience Man, there's tons of them, but uh, redfish, my first redfish was pretty phenomenal. My buddy Trent took me out on a skiff, which is why I now own a skiff, because I felt like I was just so ate up with it at the time. I was like, I'm doing this. This is happening. And um, we went down to Rockport, and he put us in some real shallow lakes. The, The skiff wouldn't even float in anymore, so we just got out and started walking. And, I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, they were... Um, what would you call them, pods? or mm-hmm. Yeah, pods yeah. of redfish, just kind of, I mean, hundreds of them everywhere. And just cast in there, got one. Got, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. got one to eat, yeah. and it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful weather, low wind, conditions were perfect, everything lined up, high sun, you could see everything. It was really special. That's awesome. Very special. Um. So you bought a skiff, and you've been kind of like poking it around the area. Are you taking the skiff down the coast this weekend? I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. so our buddies are fishing in the uh, Galveston Classic. Mm-hmm. They've got a big Airbnb, and they allowed us to kind of tag along. We're not fishing the tournament, but they said we could stay with them. So we're hauling up there Friday and 
fishing through Sunday and so you can go yeah. burn everyone out and help those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good idea. Turn on the motor in the middle of the marsh. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But, uh, long story short on you'd ask me how often I've gotten it down to the coast. Uh, I, uh, hit a stump and I sprung an oil leak in my lower unit and I burnt the gears up in my lower unit. So I just got that replaced. So the skiff was kind of out of commission for about four or five months. Gotcha. And um, now everything. Did I, you learn a good lesson through that experience? <laughs> big time. I'm not going up to the river anymore. <laughs> Canyon Lake. Yes, I did learn that. So. Yeah. And uh, everything involving a boat, it, it is true. It's expensive. Everything. Yeah, a buddy of mine telling me it's like the, the second best day of, of having a boat is when you buy it. And the best day is when the day you sell, you sell it. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I always laugh at that one. Oh, yeah. It's not just the price. Of the, it's not just the sticker price. There's, there's yeah, a lot of other things in there. But. No, and I have a, well, I don't know. People say that, but I have a raft. And we I have love a raft. It's not, it's not a boat. It is a boat. Well, it, eh, it's a raft. I want to see that, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it here? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not here. Oh, uh, okay. I have a storage unit, but I'm trying to cut the storage unit, oh. so i got to find a place for it. Why don't you just deflate your raft? You throw it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, <laughs> yeah. You got a free garage? Yeah. I don't know. He's already ruined one boat. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Well, I have a raft. Anywhere. You have a skiff. Now we're buddies <laughs> with boats. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. tie flies. I don't really hope to hook you all up. So um, what has been like for you guys? Two years, you guys have been going at it hard. What is – what's your favorite piece of gear? Like yeah. If you had to pick one piece of gear – you guys have been going hard for two years. You probably have like a couple things you bought, and eh, I don't really use that. But then there's just like this one tool or piece of equipment that you're like, mm, "This is, this is money." My favorite rod is my <laughs> is my six weight TFO Axiom two, not mm-hmm. the two X, but just the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I really like my fish pond chest pass. Pack because I carry my camera, my uh, big yeah. camera in my chest pack. Yep, the submerge. Okay, the submergible one. Yeah. Yep, uh-huh. I have the backpack and the sling pack, and, mm. and I did not like sling packs until this one came out. And dude, love. In fact, my wife always takes it to go to SeaWorld. She's like, it's oh, perfect. Wow. I can, you know, I can. Oh, nice. Yeah. Take the kid running around in the water, and I can, I can <laughs> oh, go, and yeah. I don't have to worry yeah. about anything. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna have to buy another one. Yeah. Just, just because I was like, <laughs> I, I'm tired of seeing my crap on the table because she just dumped everything out <laughs> yeah. and ran yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. But their backpack and and that and then that submergible. That's the one thing I haven't bought yet. Yeah. But once you go that submergible and you pay the extra money, it is yeah. so worth. I it. have it's the hard, backpack. Yeah. Uh-huh. So weird. oh oh cool. cool yeah 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 it's awesome yeah and then if you get the chest thing it'll clip it'll in clip and in all yeah that. yeah That's but for your cool. camera and stuff you have everything right, right there. there tippet spool you know nippers everything's just boom so tell us about your YouTube channel yeah okay well so uh, wh- where did you get the idea to start that why did you want to start it uh we've been talking about starting one for a long time now or a while now and um I think the idea is uh. We're doing it anyways, and, you know, and <clears throat> there wasn't just a ton of of uh, content out of specifically to this area in the hill country, which is kind of what I was looking for. Um, and so we just said, hey, what the hell, let's, let's start it up, and... Mm-hmm. Just kind of went from there. It took me a little while because I needed to save <laughs> up for a uh, name. <laughs> yeah, I needed to pick a name, which yeah, we uh, bounced around quite a few ideas yeah, there. And that's then, always a hard part. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, 
took me a little bit of time to save for, I felt like I needed a GoPro, a decent camera, and then I didn't have anything to edit it on, so I bought a laptop too. So once I had those big three. What software do you edit on now? Just right now, just iMovie. I have no experience. So once I get a little better grip on how uh, editing works and kind of utilizing all the tools that it has to offer, mm-hmm. then I'll probably upgrade to a better software. Yeah, and we'll honestly probably, I mean, I have all the Adobe programs from just doing graphic yeah, design. I absolutely. pay for it all already. So it's like, well, so we talked about that like last week that we'll probably try, maybe try and start using Premiere. Yeah, that's um, what I edit on. Yeah. I, tried, I, Premiere. I brought a buddy's camera. It's like a Sony mirrorless thing. I was like, oh, okay, let me, I want to wrap my head on, around, you know, how this would work. And you come to the realization that you cannot do this by yourself. No. Not not like that. Not with taking the camera out and I'm trying to like take a video of this of this, you know, nice fish and, and you're letting it go and you're like shaking, like you know, shaking all over the oh, place. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. I was like, forget this. Oh, you get home. And we're not real even quick. talking about getting the computer, the the software, the cam the other cameras. Oh, just getting other, the footage. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just uh-huh. crazy. Oh, yeah. So at least you know, you got a buddy uh-huh. to at least like, yeah, go yeah, and hang out, out and do it and together. Stuff, yeah, and you learn you learn stuff so much. I mean, uh one of our carb videos, I have a uh, UV filter that was yeah. all smudged up, so I was taking videos of the big smudge on it i'm like you know you can't fix that it's just, it's and then audio is so hard oh oh yeah, yeah that's it's the yeah. hardest part yeah, big time we were talking about that last week yeah as well. it's like man should we get mm-hmm. some mics to just like and then if you get an external mic on your camera then it's like yeah, it you can't it fit it in the pack than, yeah. and then you can't yeah. you know it's just, yep, gotta no, buy the backpack no, no. i get it 100 percent. No. So it was i was just fumbling around trying no. to figure out stuff and like this is not working yeah you yeah know, it, uh, it's just, yeah, it's a learning curve. I'm trying to figure it out. And, and you realize why there's so many YouTube channels that haven't materialized to anything, right? Mm-hmm. But And then we're seeing these really cool ones and realizing, man, it's like eight hours of B-roll just to get a 30-second, you know, nice, oh, yeah. you know, edit, edited, yeah. um, you know, piece piece to watch. And and just for someone to say, oh, I didn't like it, thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, all good. Yeah. So you guys like talked about it. You wanted to do it and get some like content out on the hill country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were spending so much time fishing anyways. I just kind of said, what the hell? Let's go ahead and film some of this stuff and see what happens. And have you, have you enjoyed the process? Yes, very much so. So far? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like the filming and like making sure that you have everything like turned on and the camera's ready and like (laughs) even all those like little things and then when you have eight hours of footage like sitting down and like narrowing it down to like five minutes yeah yeah Yeah. more way more so (laughs) it's funny because when i bought my uh laptop the guy that sold me the laptop was like man i told him why i wanted it and i'm gonna be doing some video editing and that kind of thing and he was like man i hated video editing like, oh, thanks, man. Well, appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, so that scared me a little bit. But once I started doing it, I actually really enjoyed it. And and it also translates. I mean, a lot of this stuff, I mean, shoot, if I want to do a promo for the brewery, take some really nice photos to put on our website. Mm. To, oh, yeah. You know, do just a quick little short video for, I mean, it'll translate so to other skills. things. So, I yeah. mean, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And it'll me. just yeah. get better as you keep doing it, too. Yeah. Like, and, and like, that's like what you're saying with like keeping the camera on and stuff. And like, that's been a, a huge thing is like, we'll like hook into a fish, but the camera's on. So you got to turn it on. So like a lot of our stuff's like cuts into it, like midway when you already got a fish hooked. So you yeah. got to explain yeah. what happened. And, well, and, and when I was in Belize, 
I fished with Chris one day, mm-hmm. and I just had, like, cameras rolling. He was trying to catch a tarpon. It was pretty slow. And I had probably, like, three hours of just footage rolling of nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut the camera. And then, like, <laughs> five minutes later, <laughs> he hooks up with a tarpon. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. hit record, hit record, you know, like, running around, like, that's, trying to get everything. Yeah, and yeah. that's how it always yeah. is. Yep. It's like, uh, yep. like the, one of the carpet videos, like, we... Grant was going. It's my first car, first but carp you know, on the fly, and yeah. I just didn't get to eat. But whatever. Uh, yeah. Live and but learn. Yeah. yeah. You know that's yeah because you got to think about your batteries and, and yeah, like, battery life. Yeah. yeah. You only yeah. get about if an hour for a GoPro battery, so yeah. you got to make sure you have. And then one. in the in the summer heat too, it's been like the batteries start to like overheat and get like yeah. yes, GoPro. Super hot that's and been it a thing. Off and yeah. I don't know. It's a whole thing, but yeah, it's all no, learning it's fun. curve, and, and that's I, what the fun part about yeah. it is, you know. And I like doing it. I don't love editing, but I don't hate it either. Um, it's probably my least favorite part of the process, but I don't despise it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do. Um, well, at least the start to finish and seeing your end product, I'm sure, is very rewarding. Yeah, no, yes. seeing the end product is very rewarding. But I do enjoy like the filming. And stuff like that. But then there's other times, too, where I want to go out and I don't want to take a camera. I'm like, this is my time to, like, And I'm like, it's very important that I'm, like, not always, like, connected to the technology and, like, making sure I have something on camera. Even if I potentially miss a good moment, it's like, I need this time for me and just to, like, relax and not be worried about, ooh, cameras, mics, whatever is going on. We do make sure to try to get plenty of those kind of, yeah, those days. That's important. And it's so so different now with you know the instagram stuff like you really feel like you got you have to take the shot you have to do this and you have to do that you know and, mm-hmm. and or put something especially up, you if know, you have a channel day. and you're trying to yeah, promote it and advertise it, it. yeah it, you, it, can. you know it, it, it's tough and but you know i felt if you can just break away from it it's a it's it's a double edged sword because you break away from it those are the times that you're gonna have a hell of a day mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna catch yeah. it. oh man you're gonna yeah, catch yeah. you know either insane amount of fish or really good sized fish, and and that's okay. And I think a lot of people, you know, right now in 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 the Instagram world and social media, it's they're judging you off of your what's on your page, right? And so, oh, uh, you haven't caught this, or you haven't caught that. Well, I haven't put a picture of that, you know, yet. So, who are you to judge me? Like, yeah, I, exactly. I, I know I can run circles around you, yeah. exactly. either yeah. tying or, or casting. Yeah. And he was my Euro nymph. I'll knock you out on catfish all day long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you should see my five-pound catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I have the channel pulled up right now. You know, it makes so five-pound catfish on the floor. That was on a game changer. Was <laughs> <laughs> there no other catfish video on there? Game changer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, that to me, like, that that's always we talk about this a lot in other episodes and stuff. It's just there's there's that little bit of that black cloud in regards to the social media aspect of, you know. That's why we always talk about yeah. is social media beneficial, it, right? Because I am to the point where like we have a podcast. I want to promote it. I want more people to listen. Yeah, because I want the podcast to grow, and if it's growing, that means we're doing good. I well, feel like there's some so, things that want to share. Then, like you guys want to share that experience of an area where not a lot of people are fishing or going to, which, yeah. which again could be awesome. But then the dark side is not everyone wants to go over there and show up and fish in those, in those stretches. Well, yeah. and then the other thing is like, once you start going down that road, you feel like you have an obligation to do it. Like, Oh, I'm going to release a YouTube video every Monday. 
Well, now you're locking yourself into an yeah. obligation. Yeah. Oh, I have a podcast, so I have to post on social media every day, and it's getting the point. Honestly, social media is my least favorite thing out of everything that we do. Yeah. Like YouTube I like, the podcasts I like, mm. because it's like diarying my adventures, and I can go back and watch them and relive them. But then like promoting it and trying to like get people to watch it yeah, join and join in and do all that mm. is like the the – obligation that i do because i feel like it's required well at least with this it's been fun for the amount of people that we've had on and and what was this 105 104 it's nuts already i mean again i remember you guys just talking about wanting to do this yeah and now here we're you know we're we're this far along but if you're enjoying (laughs) doing it it's easy to kind of tell people about doing it. yeah uh, so yeah, it always keeps it fun. And yeah. people are like live on YouTube too, like like for fishing content. Like I'm always have YouTube pulled up, like watching fishing videos and whatever. Yeah. Always learning because like Gabe said when he started, that wasn't available. It's such like yeah. a cool resource. Like you don't have to go take a class anymore. You don't have to do anything. You can get everything you need to learn how to fish on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. I lived uh, like that for Tom a while. <laughs> Tom Rosenbauer, dude. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watched all his videos when I was first starting out. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, he, he is. is the man. He is yeah. the man. Uh, and it's, uh, I have that same fight with like social media f- with graphic design. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing. It's like, how do I get myself out there? I got to promote myself. On well, because it's free know. advertising. It's free so you advertising. You can either pay for it or you could do it for free yourself. But I hate being like, Look at my stuff. All this stuff. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Look at it. I did it. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's, it's kind of. It's the thing. It's, it's necessary it's hard, evil. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to complain about knowing that that's, that's what's allowing you to do it. Right. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Well, the nice thing is I think I kind of came into this with the mindset of like, if it does well, it does well, and that's great. But I can honestly say it's not like I'm trying to be some big figure in the fly fishing community and and promote any kind of business or anything. It was no, just I kind am. of a fun idea. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be, it was as simple as I thought it'd be cool to put up some videos of our local waters. And, yeah. um, and yeah, I felt awesome. like. That's, that's the best thing about like this yeah. channel too. I think it's just show, showing off the, the beautiful hill country oh, and, and fish that we And with y'all, you know, being close friends and doing this together, it's cool to be able to say, instead of just like sitting and having a beer talking about that you're like oh let's go see it like yeah, yeah this is man this is what we did we went here yeah. we caught this yeah. well and that's the other thing like y'all two going out together is like a highlight of the week when i know for us although it's not fishing us sitting down once a week and talking with someone like this is the highlight of our week because we're friends mm-hmm. they get together yeah. yeah and we do this and i've had so many people say like don't stop doing that because like if we didn't get any views or listeners it would hurt a little bit but I'm not going to stop doing it because I get to hang out with Zach and Gabe every week, Tuesday night. We're having drinks. We're talking about fishing. We're yes. talking to somebody cool. Yeah. We're having a great time, yeah. no matter yeah. what. Because my and wife doesn't care about what, what fish I got. So being like-minded people and, and hanging out and, and having that every Tuesday has always been pretty fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sitting around drinking and we're just recording what we'd be talking about anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that, dude. Yeah, cheers, fellas. Cheers, yeah. Um. What else you guys got planned here coming up? Uh, the big one is just the redfish thing this weekend. We're just yeah. golly, I'm not, I'm not even gonna be able to sleep. Probably, <laughs> I get I can't sleep before big trips because really? I'm just so excited. 
Yeah. See, that happens so, for me. I get real excited, and then I eventually do fall asleep, and I wake up extremely tired. Yeah. Because, so, this is, and this is that, that ebb and flow of, of stuff. My wife gives me a hard time. She's like, your, your hobby is getting hobbies. So, yeah. like, I, again, fly fishing, <laughs> like, hardcore hit it. It's like, okay, now I, I can do it. I, it wasn't a big deal not really doing anything the last two years, yeah. you know, but if someone's like, I need this, or I need you to tie up, it doesn't, okay, yeah, I can do that real quick. So, here you go. But I really fell in love with duck hunting. Oh, so nice. I am just like, nice. okay, dove hunting's here. We're here. That's just the get the gun out, get ready, get get practice. <laughs> oh yeah, get practice for for them ducks. Oh, oh yeah. that reminds me, I have an announcement to make. You mentioned duck hunting. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we have a crane hunt planned this year. Yes. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna announce the dates because there's some people that went last year that aren't able to go and they want to sell their spots. We might have an opportunity for more people to join if they want to, because we have a private group crane hunt for two days, and I'm going to announce it on here. So if anybody's interested in going, here's the details. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, November 11th and 12th, which means arrive in Lubbock on November 10th and leave on the 13th. So two days of crane hunting, I think it's like 300 bucks a day. Okay. Is the cost to actually do it? So you'll be paying six hundred bucks plus tips, and we'll split like an Airbnb or something. So if anybody's interested, any of the listeners, y'all want to go on a crane hunt? Gabe, if you want to go on the crane hunt, I will let you know. But anyone else, slide into our DMs. Yeah, shoot us a message on Instagram or an email, and let us know because uh, people are dropping like flies. They went last year; they didn't want to go again this year. <laughs> they got stuff going on the weekend didn't work out. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird week. Yeah, and well, primetime crane hunting is like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and everyone's f- schedules are full. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you guys want to do it, ribeye in the sky. Yeah, so good. Sounds fun. So good. And it's hard to miss those things. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? Y'all got anything coming up soon? Uh, I Actually, I might be going to uh, uh, Canyon. Uh, my parents' neighbors have a pontoon boat, and oh, they've cool. been trying to ask us to go and go and go, so... My dad's like, you guys got anything going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, whatever. So he's like, okay, well, I'm booking you in. We're going to go. So I, I don't even know what time. I got to get more information. So we're probably just having a booze cruise on, on Saturday. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Until it's too hot and you yeah. get off. So That'll be fun. We'll see. I got some. Uh, see, we have real recovery this fall. Yes. Which we'll talk about. And uh, uh, my wife and I have uh, uh, dates booked for. Um, what is this? Why am I blanking on everything today? The state park where the trees, Lost Maples. Yeah. We have a weekend camping trip cool. scheduled mm-hmm. at Lost Maples. When the leaves start turning color. When the leaves, hopefully, yeah, uh, start changing colors. And, and the then, temperature gets under 105. Hope, yeah. Not yeah. this year. Yeah. Not this hopefully, year. Yeah. Hopefully it gets under 105. Oh, the, leaves, the leaves are going to change later because it's not going to start cooling off. I don't I have no idea. Or maybe that means they're going to change earlier. I don't know. They're like, oh, by the way, August is typically the hotter month. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. I'm just stoked that it's going to be 90 at the coast this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. It's cool. We went down to the coast. With like, a 20-mile-per-hour wind. With a 20-mile-an-hour yeah. wind. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. We went last <laughs> month. Yeah. Down to the coast, and I was surprised. Like, it's Little so breeze. much cooler yes. here than it is. Yeah. yeah, and then we drove back and we stopped in Goliad. We got out of the car in Goliad, and that heat just hits you. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I guess the wind coming off the water kind of yeah. cools yeah. the air or something. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. It is yeah. funny. You down on the coast is like, oh, it's any summer, any other summer day down at the coast, and then 
You walk outside here and it's 105 and humid. Yeah. Dude, I walked outside today and I saw those. I saw like three squirrels where they're doing that like lay down onto the the cold areas where they're just yeah you know spread eagle just laying there trying, the to, cool and trying to cool oh, off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor guys. I still shoot them off, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then I got a crane hunt. I got yeah. some axis deer hunting coming up. Yeah. So I got some fun things on the schedule. It's there. Yeah. You said Grant, you said you're a hunter. What do you you got anything planned for this year? What do you like to do? Uh man, we've got a little uh sixty five acre family plot of land up in Bandera and mm-hmm. my dad uh that's kinda where he spends most of his time, really actually throughout the year. I mean he just goes up there, he's always up there and we've got three blind setups. Two of the blinds have bow setups. I don't do a lot of bow hunting, just more just kind of practice target shooting and stuff. But yeah. uh, do some of that. And then um, we do a antelope trip up in Colorado every year as well. Oh, Ty, tell us about yeah. that. That is cool. That is real so you guys, spot and stock. You guys uh, buy over-the-counter tags? Yes. And yep. then you guys go to the same place every year? Yeah. So I've got a bunch of family up in Colorado and, uh, they have been hunting this piece of land for around 50 years. So they just know all the landowners and they've been granted access on, uh, these just massive plots of land and it's beautiful country. It's, it's real hunting. I mean, it's not sitting in a box waiting for stuff, you know, and you're actively, Looking around, you may drive a little bit to find a herd, but I mean, once you get, I mean, you got to go huff it, and you, there's not a lot of cover. You got to use little tiny pinion trees to sneak up and belly crawl, and you got to work your ass off to to get those animals. So it's extremely rewarding, and I mean, a 200 yard shot's a very close shot. So you got to be honed in with your gun too. Yeah, put a good sh- shot on them and. They're beautiful. You can use their hair for tying. You can. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I have a full sure. bag that you gave me still of yeah. uh, of antelope. Antelope yeah. hair, yeah. Although he said it's not ex- necessarily ideal. He says pretty brittle, right? Uh, it's yeah. It works. Yeah, it's fine. I use it. <laughs> did yeah. you did you tan the hide? No, no. I've gotten one euro mount out of my a bug. I've been the past five years in a row, and I've only I've gotten two bucks and three does, and I. Euro mounted one of the bucks. Okay. The other one um, took a tumble off of the ATV coming back to camp and broke his horn off, so oh, couldn't do anything no. with him. Yeah. Man, uh, that sounds like a fun trip. I uh, I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but I've been putting in for every antelope hunt in Texas for the draw. Uh-huh. So one day. Well, it will happen. Yeah. One day yeah. I will draw an antelope tag for Texas, and I'm going to call you. Call, so yeah. I will gladly come help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I need I all mean, the help I can. Does the, I've heard like the f- white flag. Is that a trick that works? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. Draw, sound, man. sound like me trying to get tickets to the Masters. I keep <laughs> putting it in every year. <laughs> every year I keep putting in that lottery. It's so it's so weird. Uh, those Those antelope, you know, you'll get one herd – that falls for stuff like that, you know, and I mean, they're not bothered by cars. They'll, they'll come up and very curious about the flag and all that kind of thing. And then a different herd. I mean, we'll see it from two miles away and bust and gone. You know I mean? It's like, they're very weird on how inconsistent their behavior is. Yeah. What time of year do y'all normally go up there and do that? Uh, first weekend of October. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's awesome, man. It, I want to do an antelope hunt so bad. It's so rewarding. It really is. You got to work your butt off. Um, and you're going you know. up again this year for sure. 
Not for sure. I actually have a, a cousin who has a wedding that very following weekend. Doesn't he know that y'all have a yearly antelope? <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> my, my, my mom is like, you do not ask somebody to move their wedding. You're going. <laughs> not that I was going to. But yeah. Anyways. Um. <laughs> That's not what you told me. <laughs> no, Can we push that wedding back another weekend, please? Yeah. No, but. Oh, man. You come back with all the meat. How is antelope? Delicious. Yeah, oh, delicious. It. It's good. Absolutely yeah. delicious. I don't know why it's got a bad reputation. The stuff through, that Jason. There's some circles. Jason got one. Jason got yeah, one yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He brought it over to my house when I was getting married, I think. And it was. What's your, what's so your favorite good. way to cook antelope? Oh, man. Just marinate it and um, hit it, sear it. Pan sear? Pan sear it, yeah. Yeah. So we did that. And, uh, yeah, man, it's like a. It's like a real lean, kind of beefy thing. I don't know. It's a little bit darker meat, and it, it reminds me of like a just a kind of a leaner beef almost. Yeah. How's it compared to like venison? Not venison nearly as game. Well, I mean, you say gamey, but like venison is very pungent to me. It uh, yeah. unless you yeah, it can be. Well, yeah, people say gamey, so. but like yeah. venison to. It's kind of weird saying. I feel like gamey is like a weird word because, like, to me, venison it's tastes subjective. like venison. It's, it's subjective, so it's like. But it's got it's that like, smell. You know, you can walk in the room and yeah. you're like, ah, you're gonna smell that, and you can kind of taste it. So, you know, if if you're aging it in the cooler for a week, it goes a long way. But even then, I mean, like, I could blind taste taste test a piece of venison. I'm gonna know what it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, at least for me. I'm sorry. But, but is that gamey? No. So here's my question: Is that gamey, or is that just venison? The taste. Is yes. that just the taste of venison? That's a good question. It's subjective. Because I, I would say right. that nothing is gamey. It tastes like, like the animal it's supposed to taste yeah, like. I, I'm just throwing my ideas no, no, out no, there. I'll see what you guys I think. I mean, that makes I mean, that yeah. makes sense because you could say a rabbit tastes gamey. No, but yeah, a rabbit then, tastes, but it tastes like, like a rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. I mean, if you know that, I get what you're saying. I feel like if you, if you know the tricks on getting that off, you know, like yeah. get, getting that scent that comes no, on that but meat it's off. not even a scent like if you give me a piece of venison whether you get it off or age it in the cooler for a week or you just shoot it i know what venison tastes well, like right you yeah. know what venison tastes but there to me there's levels there's of, levels of there's, it yeah there's levels well and it. is that like aging it or is that just like killing an old well, eight-year-old deer that's like tough and, obviously all the above there are yeah. a lot of there are a lot yeah. of variables that go and who's into tasting it. it you know that'll uh, that well, also come into subjective. play too because yeah. Yeah, and and again, but I, to me, it's it's the levels aspect. It's like you could have it, like I've cut out, I, I've cut off uh, some some pieces as soon as we were, you know, we, I shot that axis a couple of years ago, right? Took a little bit of that flank off while we were cleaning it and put it on that on the blackstone and made some breakfast tacos with it. It was fantastic. But as it airs out within that first hour, two hours, then you can start smelling start and you start you start doing it, and that's where. Putting it in the cooler and icing it every day and draining it every day for a week, you know, um, to me makes the biggest difference, especially with wild pig. Yeah, but, uh, may, but oh, apparently yeah, it's better to let it sit for a while and let, like, the protein start breaking oh, down. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, technically, right. as, opposed to, eating it, as yeah. opposed to eating it right off, like, cutting the meat off while you're... No, totally agree. He didn't put it in, in, a, uh, in a cooler or, or just letting it there to either dry age or wet age, whatever it may be, may be but... You're doing it so it's not as gamey yes. than yes. if you didn't. You know, I guess that's what we were saying. But is it 
is it gamey or is it like tender? <laughs> if a tr- like if you age it appropriately, it's more tender. So you a know, tree falls in the forest. Do you hear a noise? But I like you do the same thing with beef. You age it, whatever. Beef is beef. It tastes like beef, but you can get it more tender, more juicy, cut, cook, whatever. Sure. But in the end, beef is beef. And if you're just no. applying that to a deer, I don't think it's less gamey or more gamey. I'm just thinking you're like. You're treating the meat scientifically appropriate <laughs> to make it taste better. I say that there's still levels to even the meat because you can go with choice, you can go with prime, you can go agu, you could do a bunch of or free ranged grain fed or free range grass fed. But tastes completely my, different. But from my point is that you can do all that with beef. That all those same things can apply to venison. You can have a fatter deer. You can have a female versus a buck. All those same like grading things that go into beef and give you different tastes and different qualities also goes into venison. But does that make venison a gamey animal and cows not a gamey animal because there is this variety? Well, how about this question? You can even do grass-fed beef versus like... There is a difference. You know, you can taste a difference in the meat. So even like what the doe or buck is eating can make a difference in the taste of the meat. True. Did you kill it immediately, or was it under a lot of stress for thirty minutes and dying? Pump will make blood, yeah, yeah, will make a big difference in the taste. Is that gaminess, or is that just venison tasting like a you're different variety deep. of? You're venison. like, was this deer happy? This is you know how or not happy. <laughs> this is a hill I'm uh, kind of willing to die because every everybody. <sighs> says things taste gamey and I'm like well a lot of well, people duck say tastes that like don't, duck right. duck tastes like duck there's a lot of people that venison don't venison tastes like venison there's no other word stalkers taste yeah. like stalkers <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's right here's my question on that aren't all the fish that you buy at the store rainbow trout aren't those stalkers too how would they taste any different? You could go the, the same route with tilapia HEV oh, those yeah. are like, all f- they're all fed poop and they eat it, yeah. and then yeah. we, we get And nobody it. says, don't buy rainbow trout from the store because they're stalkers. Like, I don't, I don't know. No. No, I never understood the that. The salmon, like a lot of the yeah. salmon we eat are like. They're caged. They're, they're in like big, farm big, raised, nets, farm big farm, farm nets. Big yeah. farm raised. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I will say going to. Yeah, because everyone says like a, a stalker tastes nasty. Yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, But different. if you go to the store and buy a rainbow trout, you're eating a stalker. Exactly. Yeah, that ain't. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> my point. You're not catching yeah. that yeah. out of Colorado <laughs> yeah. streets. Yeah. 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 I, I will say that the the if you go to Whole Foods and get like the super green 10 on that scale, this thing had it, this cow had a name and mm. and was massaged is that his back every day. that a real thing? Yeah. This cow, this was no, Joe. They, they, they do say they're like, this is here and this one did not live in a cage where the yellow one ones maybe like there's a it's weird that they're so it's not grading the meat it's grading the lifestyle yeah (laughs) because no when they're they're like what was it finished off was uh you know with grain or grass was it free range or not but the fully green level 10 even though it's expensive for those steaks it is so much better and i didn't realize until i i had to do it um you know for some health stuff that it was just amazing yeah. It was really good. Have I gone back to do, to eating? No, because yeah. <laughs> just I just will not buy it from Walmart. Yeah, I, I have yeah. my limits. I will not yeah. buy mm-hmm. steaks from Walmart. But probably I don't know. a good call. Maybe yeah. we're just gonna have to go find th- four deer and. I'm telling you, man. It's feed just one apples. Feed. <laughs> just, cuss at another one. Hug the other one and see yeah. how they taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, when people say, "What's the hill you're willing to die on?" That's the one I'm willing to die on. Okay. I did see a video recently of uh, some guys eating skunk. Yeah. And uh, 
They said it tastes like it smells. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. On the meat eater yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did the they did the raccoon. They had the raccoon stew. I was like, I'd try that. They yeah. did raccoon barbecue sandwiches. Yeah, I'd try that. Yeah, oh, and then they, they had look the, good. Uh, Netflix had that uh, that barbecue show, um, like a barbecue competition, and they had a week where they had to do like all the crazy porcupine, whatever skunk and. I saw yeah. someone eat a porcupine on Alone. Have you guys watched Alone? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah man. oh, I just I just actually just finished that today. Yeah. yeah. I was working and I was like watching it the whole time. What season did you watch? <laughs> the the one that just came out. The, yeah. The, the Netflix uh, one. The Netflix one. Okay, yeah. so that was like eight. Season, season eight. eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. So you finished it? I finished it today. So the guy that shot the deer is the guy that won. Uh, I can't remember. Do we need to tell everybody that? Well, we're talking about it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler Spoiler alert. alert. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically. Yes, he did. We've already talked about it. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I just want to make sure we watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. It's it's new seasons on Netflix. I knew he was going to win. Yeah. I knew that guy was going to win. When you shoot a deer or in a previous season you shoot a moose or... That's pretty much no the moose guy. I don't think won. No, the moose guy did. Moose win. guy did win. Yeah. So then moose there was one where the, the muskox guy, guy did the did the muskox guy. One of the guys a, didn't because one it didn't dude look, shanked a muskox yeah, like several times. Yeah, he said it. He's like, I stabbed it to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's <laughs> that's what he said. I was like, yeah. but there's other season. I thought there was one season where like the guy had he had the meat, but he was saving it and he wasn't eating it. And then there's been other ones where that was the fish guy. Yeah. So then there's another there's another one where like. The guy's eating well, but there's the stuff he's eating, there's no fat on it. And because there's no fat on it, he's losing weight every day. Yeah, no, the, the, moose, well. the guy that shot the moose was basically, uh, was it Wolverines? Stole mm-hmm. the stole kidney fat. Yes. He had all the kidney fat stored, and Wolverines like got it, climbed up his contraption, stole his kidney fat. So then he was just eating the protein without the fat, pretty much. And that's a problem, but I will take eating a moose because you compare him to everyone else like a small fish every other day or having like two pounds of meat to eat every day i'll take the two pounds of meat and actually getting calories over like a small fish every day or every three days or every four days because they always complain about like oh he's not getting any fat so he's not going to make it well i'll take i'll take moose over nothing because other people are just starving yeah and yeah. not getting anything, especially when it starts to freeze over and they can't fish anymore. Mm-hmm. All those people that were catching all those fish and eating all that fat, then it's just nothing. Yeah. Or so, rabbits. So then what's your plan? You get out there. Your first day. You, you got your shelter up. Are you going immediately and trying to find a moose and all of that? Or are you going and fishing? I've thought about it. If I did alone, I would go all in on fishing 100%. Because with hunting... You don't know what area you're going to be in, so there's no, like, pre-scouting, right? You draw a random area, you get taken there, so you don't know if the hunting's going to be good. Um, and generally, they put everyone is around water in every season. They've Until had access to water. it freezes over. But I think, like, gill, the people that have the gill nets. But they make the gill nets. But there's only, like, this last season, there was, yeah. like, a certain day that you, you had to, like, I think there was, like, a certain day that you could use a gill net. Like, you couldn't just do it. Right Probably the for beginning. the season. Uh, there was a pro- like the right. season opened and they could gill that at that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like exactly. everybody did it. Like, but on still, the same they're day. limited yeah. to the amount of twine or whatever to make a gill net. True. And how many times they're just tearing it up? You know, oh man, I got I got two or three fish. Okay, but now your net's torn up. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and then you, what? You what I thought so was like the smartest is like dude that built the boat. 
he like could go out and then throw his gill net out. Yeah, Everybody yeah. else is trying to do it from shore until you fall out of it. See, I would I would do a boat. I'd go. I would go all in on gill netting. Get like a safe, reliable amount of food and make sure my shelter is built, and then I would go out and hunting. So my gill net is working while I am going and hunting. And and they always start, like, usually, I think, like, if if you're doing the show, um, they do, I think they always start in, like, summertime. So, like, it doesn't, like, if you're using the gill net, um, you'd have to, or you'd be able to trap fish at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and there was that one season where even though the lake froze over, he chopped a hole in the ice, put the gill nut under the ice, and kept, like, the sides as, like, slush. He'd go chop them up. Dude, he was pulling a lot of fish yeah. out under yeah. the ice. Mm-hmm. That was, like, real surprising. I could see focusing most of your attention up until it freezes over, and then that's when you start your tracking, and a lot of your others start yeah. hunting. and um, Being chased It'll be a bear. lot easier to hunt, I'm sure, with... Being able to track the animals. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they couldn't shoot bears in the last season because they were everywhere. Yeah. 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 That made it more that fun. That was crazy. Made and bears fun. have a ton of fat. So we're yeah. talking about like a, like a real competition. Let's start getting to like 100, 200 days. You get a bear, you have yeah. some yeah. major Eat. resources there. Yeah. I think they so. take away their bow and arrows and you just... <laughs> just have to make your own shanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the d- uh, the dude in this last one, he found a what was it like the railroad spike, and he he made, made a, a knife, made a yeah. knife out of it. Basically, like the one Grant has one yeah. of those actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the other seasons there have been guys that like made the boat and were were off, and then f- fell, fell off with fell all their crap. Yeah. And no, yeah, that's true. Too <sighs> too risky, and it's so is sketch. Like high risk, high reward. Like that's going all out and like giving yourself a chance to win. I don't think I'd go like full. I'm gonna go like average risk. Maybe I won't win. Like I couldn't build a boat and be like, "Oh, this is how I'm gonna spend all my time and resources and supplies on building a boat." Like shelter, fire, water, fishing. Because I could sit there all day and do it. Landon's gonna be yeah. five days in, going, "I should have made a boat." <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. And then I'll hunt. Then I'll hunt. If well, it's not like paying some, off, then I'll just save calories and not do anything. I mean, they're 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 not Wait all out given, the starvation. Yeah. They're all they're not all given the same area. So it and makes sense while know. some yeah. have well, half need to have a boat and others. Well, it's it's don't. that's a good point because like the the one of the dudes that did build the boat, like every time they showed him going out, it was like really calm, but then yeah. they showed like clips of the other people and it was like waves because the Wind was blowing like twenty miles well, an hour. And, and, and who knows? We don't know what the trick time. is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't on the same the day. And, yeah, but yeah. whatever. Oh, no, I love that show. I need to go good. back. There was one season where it's they classic. did uh, oh, uh, couples. Oh, so it's two people. So I yeah. wonder, like, the difference there back actually having someone there and split. It'd probably be huge. Yeah, because you could have oh, one yeah. person fishing, huge. one person hunting. Now you have to double your food in theory. Yeah. You have two mouths to feed. Yeah, but you, you don't have to expend. Like, <laughs> you have two people to build shelter, so you're not expending all the calories. Yeah, but you have one more person to get hurt that you're gonna have <sighs> you to baby. Have, yeah. Dude, you have to think like a trout to win alone. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, is it worth the calorie expenditure <laughs> to move to grab that food? The mental aspect of yeah. having somebody else is probably huge yeah. too. I mean, oh, a lot of these people, I think they just get lonely and they're just like, All and right, they start I miss thinking my family. Of, they start thinking about their family and then that's their out. Yeah, there's been several it's guys who are like, this dude's going to win. And then he's like, It's eh, easy to yeah. sit sit and couch judge them, but you can like start to tell whenever they're like, mentality oh, yeah. is changing. Oh, yeah. Like, 
You could see all I can think about is my kids. Mm -hmm. And like, I thought you were out here. You were going to do anything to bring home that $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually doing well. They're like getting a lot of food and like they have good shelters. And like, they're actually set up well to like make a solid run at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been there's been several times where like there was one guy in particular, man, I had like he had his awesome house, he had like a workbench oh, in yeah. that covered. And oh yeah. I'm like, this guy's gonna be here forever. And then he's like, eh, I, I, he, no, he got bored. Yeah. He's right. like, I've already built everything I want to build. <laughs> Get out <laughs> of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? It's yeah. like I don't need to I don't I don't you know, I don't need to, to show you know, show anybody. I'm like, what yeah. no? <laughs> no. I had money right in on you, man. Come yeah. On. I just wanted to be on TV and build all this stuff. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Whatever these guys, yeah. these guys, these guys. All right, guys. Get, or are y'all not ready to? I was gonna, I was gonna ask. You might have got another little splash. Yeah, sure. dude, that's, oh, why, yeah. that's, that's All why it's there. I'll take another splash too. Thank you. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it it's good. Dude, don't pour correct. There you go. <laughs> I brought it for a reason. If there's a little, it's well, not I know it's deal. pretty rare, rare stuff. Yeah, that's I why I bought wanna... two extra ones. Oh, okay. So, what's the secret to making good beer? Oh yeah, good question. Oh man, there's we talk about whiskey all the time. We never really dive into beer. Like, what is the? Uh... There's so many different aspects, little different tiny details throughout the process that can really make or break a good beer. So, um, just knowing your temperatures, knowing how your yeast uh, reacts to mm-hmm. different temperatures and different uh, pH levels and. Um, man, that's kind of a hard one to, because there's just so many things throughout that process from the day you brew it, you know, until the temperatures that you choose to ferment it at. So have you, have you ever ran into either home brewing or, or whatever, running into a mistake and then realizing that it came out better than he expected it to be or surprise, or you just kind of, you know, if it hurt, hit certain temperatures, like, yeah, this, this is done. Um, yeah, there, there's there been a few beers that I was convinced that were not going to turn out very well mm-hmm. at all. And, you know, like maybe there's one incident where our glycol unit went down and it was fermenting hot a little bit mm-hmm. um, or for, for a few days. And uh, we were really, really worried about it. And we've been babying it ever since and been taste testing it almost every day. And it seems okay. Yeah. It seems fine. So uh, How much is it like... How big are these batches that you're brewing at once? We brew on a 20-barrel system, so um, one barrel is 31 gallons. So okay. Scale it up by so 20. it's a pretty big risk. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, big time. Like big financial risk. Like what's the oh. loss if like a batch doesn't turn out well? Oh, gosh, I mean. Like money-wise. Thank God we've only had this happen in the almost six years that I've been with the Faust. We've only lost like two batches, I want to say, and um, I mean you've got over probably a thousand dollars wrapped up in grain. You've got another couple hundred bucks wrapped up in yeast if it's a new pitch. Um, hops. hops are not cheap either. Water, water, water yeah. bill. I mean it adds up. It is a major, major expense. M- major expense and it's devastating. In time too. Time. I like yeah, how much time they're still your paying us. I mean, yeah, they're paying you, and then like, if those, if your equipment is making a bad batch, well, then your equipment is not being used to make a good batch at yeah. that same time. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, um, tank space. I mean, every day that it's in there, you're you could potentially be making money 
putting another beer in there. You know, the longer it sits in a tank, the more money you're losing. So, so how often are you like rebrewing like the classic beers that y'all make versus like trying some trying to put something new out? Um, well, I or wait, wait I'm sorry. Go, ask so I'm again. sure you guys like your your brewery has like some staples that you're probably known for that are always going to be on tap on the menu at HEB. And I'm also, like, I'm sure that you guys are always, like, trying to work on new things, maybe either seasonally or trying something different. So, like, what's the ratio there? Like, what is your, like, core selection versus, like, how often are you guys trying to branch out and do something different? Well, I think we're going to branch out and do something different when we get our restaurant and tap room going. Mm -hmm. And I'll have some more leeway to kind of experiment with uh, smaller batches. Right now, we currently already have seasonal, so... Let's see, our main beers are Pilsner. Uh, we do... I like Pilsners. IPA, Pale Ale, ESB, uh, and then we do an Orange Honey Wheat, which is our summer seasonal. We do a Oktoberfest, which is more of our fall, late late summer, fall seasonal. We do a uh, chocolate mocha stout um, for our wheat, winter seasonal, and then... That'll probably be the next one is an early spring seasonal. I'd like to do like maybe a kettle sour, like I do, goes do or uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that we can do. We just yeah. can't. That process brewing uh, that type of sour is a little bit of a different process than like a traditional like barrel aged sour that you're allowing that culture to to stay on that beer for a long time. With the way that those are made, you're basically only introducing that culture for a very minute amount of time, and then you're boiling it again. Yeah. So that kills any chance of infection kind of spreading throughout the rest of your equipment or um, gotcha. and that kind of thing. So it's a lot lower risk to yeah. do that kind of sour. And so uh, I've been looking at probably doing something like that for like a spring seasonal. It would fit in pretty well there, I think. That's but cool that you get to like make a plan, oh, like, yeah. try it out. Y'all yeah. do, like, a small, te like, test batch. You have a way to, like, do, like, we're going to test it on, like, one barrel before you, like, commit the... Exactly. Like, the huge exactly. equipment. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We do have the ability to do half batches, but once again, it's like you're tying up a 20-barrel fermenter with 10 barrels of beer that could potentially have 20 barrels of beer yeah. in it that you could sell, and it's... You know, it's not the smartest choice in the world. It's a little lower risk, but you could be fermenting something else that a lot of kind of aspects of it that you got to think about. But Yeah. No, that's really cool. And like that you, I mean, we talked to Austin last week. You guys will hear the episode come out on Tuesday, but he kind of like, shoot, just started filming, like kind of like taking apprenticeships and like doing what he could to like, Learn yeah, how to it's do amazing the things we fall into just by sometimes like, by accident. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and like oh, I really like this. I'm gonna commit to it. I'm gonna take an apprenticeship. I'm going to like do some hard work so I can get into this. Yeah, and yeah. then you get like a huge opportunity, like film deep in the heart and like get a lot of wildlife shots. Or like, dude, now you were you were volunteering your time to learn how to do it, and now you're like coming well, up with beers that lot, are being people, served. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to come and you know help these guys out by giving samples of whiskey. Now yeah. I'm running the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, I'm running yeah. the board. You're, running the board, board. Yeah. Yeah. You're moving up, Gabe. <laughs> Shooting fly tying videos now Woo. too. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, awesome. 
No. Well, y'all have been killing it. I listen to y'all every week. Thanks. I, I, while I'm working away at the brewery, I got the headphones in and I'm yeah. hanging out with you guys. You listen so to uh, Field and Streaming yet? No. Uh, Are you a movie guy? Uh, a little bit. We haven't like uh, done any really advertising for. It. We started a second podcast. Okay. Yes. Called Field and Streaming, where we review movies and TV shows. Just because we all like movies. Yeah. Already yeah, here. We're already yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're shorter. Okay. They're like 20, 30 minutes maybe. I will look into it. Yeah. I will definitely check. We would out. we would no. meet on Tuesdays and we were like, oh hey, what'd you guys see? You know, went to the movies or you know? Oh, well, you guys watch like, Stranger Things? You're yeah, like, oh, we were our, we're, we're like spending forty five minutes it. about it before we even talk because we all like. Watching movies <laughs> and talking about them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we'll just hit record and start something new. So, Heck yeah. <laughs> you have to watch Nope, Gabe. I am. Or are you going to nope out? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Alien stuff. Anyway. What yeah. button I hit? So, uh, next week's episode. We don't know yet. We Just don't know yet. Ahead. We might might have uh, another YouTuber on. Um, we'll see. Um we we'll got some other we'll stuff in the works. Yeah, yeah. we got some other stuff. So. Yeah, it's usually last minute. So Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, That's how it goes. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you like our show, go on Apple or Spotify. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you all next week. Woo! Yeah, Gabe. Push Woo. the, push the closer button. I don't know where it's the closer it's button. It's the next. It's the wood <laughs> tip pickle chip. Button. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.